We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everybody, to the Field of 68 Selection Show Extravaganza. It's Selection Sunday. We made it. We survived. It's been four months since the season started, and this is what we've been leading up to the entire time. Uh, this is the Field of 68 After Dark. My name is Rob Doster. I am joined by Wake Forest legend Randolph Children. I am joined by the rifleman, the one and only Terrence Oglesby, who, uh, who survived. He made it back from New York City in one piece, and we got the legend Sean Paul the mid-major maestro for making the madness. We are going to get into everything about this bracket. We have it in front of us. Just to let you know, we have a couple sponsors. We are presented by our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, they have a special, you just heard that advertisement about it, so make sure you go over there, download the app, get involved. You could win $10,000 from Bet Rivers. It's their money. It's not mine. Go get it. Uh, we're also presented by our partners over at Bracket Fanatics. Make sure you jump in there, join our, uh, our our group. You can get $500 of my money straight out of my pocket if you win. If we go to New Orleans, then you can meet us down there and you can come hang out. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Before we get into anything else, T.O., just can you inform the people what you've gone through over the course of the last 16 hours? Uh, the time change whooped your whooped your boy's ass. That's about as simple as I can put that. Uh, we, we stayed up at Barclays till about, what, 1.30? We were done at about 1.30. Late leave. I get back to my, the hotel I was staying in. It was about 158 and uh, I was packing my bags. I looked back down at my phone. It was three. So I had to set my alarm after I packed up everything. I got 30 minutes of sleep last night and then had to catch a cab over to Newark, get to Newark. And of course, the stewardess that is supposed to get on the plane so that we can safely get on and off the plane. Uh, they're very necessary. One of them doesn't show up. So we're delayed an hour. I miss my connection. I get stuck in Atlanta. My wife has to drive down. We drive back up. I don't get to sleep. And then we have to pass where I live in order to get to the airport on the other side of town. And then I got to drive an hour back because I had to go get my car, come back. And then I'm finally here. I'm alive. I've made it. I'm running on very little. I'm running on fumes, basically. But uh, I'm toughing it out. No excuses. Play like a champion. Hey, man, I met your mom, man. She's tougher than that, so I don't want to hear that crap, man. Save that. I, I met <laughs> moms. Like, she, she, she's, she's as tough as they come, dude. I expect that. Hey, Mama Oglesby, she's tough. She's tough, but she <laughs> she would have complained the entire time. Like, she would have done it, but she would have complained the, the whole day. So, it was, yeah, but it was brutal. But I feel good. Let's go. We got bracket, you, we got bracket challenges. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll tell you who is not complaining today. That is Sean Paul, the mid-major maestro. Sean, first and foremost, let's start off with this. I just want your overall thoughts on the bracket. Uh, do you think it's unfair that our two favorite mid-major darlings, Murray State and San Francisco, have to play each other? So 100%. Yes, yes, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, it's not even it's not even a debate for me because you're putting a Mur- – this is my thing. I didn't think Murray State should have been eight or a nine seed. I thought that would have been completely disrespectful like Loyola Chicago last year. But why do you have to put San Francisco, who's favored in the game, by the way, over against Murray State, and then the winner has to face Kentucky? That part's part of the bracket. That's fine. But then put Murray State as like a six seed. Don't put them together like that That because one of them's going to end up getting knocked out. Sure, one moves on, but that eliminates the opportunities for mid-majors to go far in this tournament. And I think that's a big-time problem. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it as well. RC, give me your overall thoughts on the bracket. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Is it uh, everything that you hoped and dreamed it would be? I thought, you know, we'll get into it. I thought the Zags and Zona got a fairly easy path down. I, I didn't think they had too much resistance. I think the the East, I think, I mean, the East is crazy. I think that's going to be a, a good luck trying to pick the ones coming out of that one. And so I, I would just say East would be the, the one I'm concerned about the most, but I think the South and the West are the easiest bracket. Teal? Uh, I'm sitting here. I'm having a hard time not agreeing with what uh, – RC said, because the East for me, uh, that with Baylor getting a one seed and as much trouble as they've had really staying healthy this year, they're going to run into a second round game, whether it be Marquette or whether it be North Carolina, that like they could have some potential problems with, especially as hard as uh, Marquette plays and as, you know, well as Carolina has been playing as of late, they're starting to figure it out. That's going to be a tough matchup. I'm going to have to uh become that guy who goes against everything he says and pick Carolina to win some games and I that that didn't sit well very well for me but uh no I'm sitting here I'm looking at it Virginia Tech's been playing well there's a lot of different teams that at that east bracket though that's the one that uh, gave me gave me some heartburn uh to say the least so I I think that the east is uh I don't want to say the easiest, but I think it's the one where we're going to see Kentucky make it through to the final four and not have to play uh, one of the other top four seeds in that region. I think there's going to be some upsets. I think there's going to be some fireworks. I think your boy, Mike Young, RC is going to make some noise, make a little bit of a run. I like that UNC upset call. Uh, I will also say this. I think that the toughest region and the one that I, I really want to see the top four seeds advance to the sweet 16 is the South. Give me an Arizona, Illinois rematch. With all the marbles on the line, uh, throwback to the 2005 Elite Eight. Remember that game with the with D Brown and the comeback, um, and then Tennessee Villanova. Come on now, that'll be great. That'll be thrilling. Um, so I, I do want to ask you guys this: Who has the toughest region for a one seed? We mentioned that. Is it is it definitely the East? Is that where you're at too, Sean? I would honestly say it might be Kansas's region because they're having to face an Iowa team potentially in the Sweet 16, an Iowa team that just won the Big Ten title. Like, this is a team that's really good. I think they have the best player in the country, and that's Keegan Murray. He is just an absolute mismatch against every team you're going to play. They're really good on offense. And, I mean, Sean Miller mentioned it last show at the end, how hot they've been, and they've been so hot. They, they're the best team in the Big Ten in my eyes, despite what the seedings might say, and I think they could definitely give Kansas a run for their money. Uh, as far as a one seat concerned, that, that East, not necessarily. I, I don't d- disagree with what he says as far as uh, Kansas and Iowa, but they also have a potential matchup with San Diego State in that second round. San Diego State mm-hmm. can guard, and that oh, yeah. could uh, potentially be an issue. They've got size everywhere, and they can really guard. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still going to go Baylor just because of what they've been dealing with on top of, gosh, look at that. I mean, look at that side of the bracket. you got UNC, Marquette, uh, UCLA. Uh, an intriguing game, guys. UCLA and Akron, two coaches that coach very similar. Uh, Gro, Gro, was it Gro? I don't know how to put it. Grossi, Grochi. 
and uh, Mick Cronin, those two guys are great coaches, not good coaches. They're great coaches. They really get it done. So I'm interested to see how that goes. And you got Purdue and Virginia tech. Who's been playing lights out at the East region. In my eyes, it's a lot of teams that uh, I would have gone in saying like, I think they can all make a, make an elite eight. I'm not sure they make a final four because of, you know, different circumstance and whatnot, but one of them's going to end up making a final four uh, because of way the way things set up and matchups set up. Yep. All right, RC, let's go to the West region. We have Gonzaga as the one. They get Boise State or Memphis in the second round, assuming they can get past Georgia State. I'm assuming that they are. Uh, then we have UConn, New Mexico State, and Arkansas, Vermont in the 4, 13, and 5, 12 games. Any chance that we see an upset out of those, uh, those, those 4, 12, or uh, 4, 13, 5, 12 games? I'm going to go with your UConn Huskies, man, but I'm oh. not going – for the first game, but that's it. Oh. After that, they're going down with Arkansas. I'm not going with upset there. That's not my upset. My upset uh, – Sean mentioned – Sean was going with the team. and We'll get to that bracket, but I got an upset coming in, in the in the Midwest. But I, I think you, I think Arkansas will get UConn in the second round, but I got UConn advancing first round. No no major right. upset there. You know what I think my kid could be an upset here in the West? I think if Memphis can get past Boise State, which is no Ooh. guarantee because Boise State can really guard, I think Memphis would give – Gonzaga, a lot of trouble. They have the athleticism, the physicality. They can defend. T.O., I'll pull my Torvik out, man. They have been the number two team in the country uh, since Amani Bates left the program, according to our friends at Torvik. Sean, am I crazy? You you know Boise State. Am I crazy to think that Memphis can get to a Sweet 16? You can't refer to pulling your Torvik yes. out and then go to Sean. Like, what are we talking about? I thought this was a kid's show. You're going to call me out, talk about your Torvik, and then you're going to go to Sean? Is this what we're doing? No, go ahead, Sean. Sorry. Not yeah, I mean – Boise State's good. I like them. They have size with Emmanuel Acott at the point guard. He's six foot seven. That's more of a reliable point guard than Alex Lomax is. I'll tell you that. I, I don't know how far Memphis can go because I don't think Alex Lomax is a great option at the point guard spot. But Memphis has so much athleticism. And today they didn't play well. They didn't shoot threes well. But you have Nolly and you have Kenyonis that can hit those shots. And Jalen Duran, I don't know what that rim did to him today, but he almost tore that thing off. Like he went <laughs> after it today. So, uh, yeah. I like him. that, Sean. Yeah, yeah, you have a lot of options. So I think Memphis will get past Boise State, but I think Gonzaga is too good. They struggle yeah. to score. I think Zags will get them in the second round. Yeah, I, I yeah, think because I think the big the the key to that game, if it is Memphis, and I think Boise State's going to give them some problems. But if it is Memphis, what have we been saying all year about Drew Timmy? Athletic, big, strong fives. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, Jalen Duran's a freshman, so Timmy might run circles around him and make me absolutely eat my words. But th- that could be a potential issue for Gonzaga's inside play. Uh, Holmgren's not going to mess around in there all that much. And Memphis has the kind of guys that can really push them out on the perimeter. Is Memphis going to be able to score enough? They've been doing it much better lately. But, but, but it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach a team like Gonzaga because of how well they score the basketball. I think that's a big one uh, looking forward. But defensively, Memphis can compete there. Yeah, the one other thing I'd say is that Boise State is known for being tough and physical defensively as well. And I think mm-hmm. that could create a lot of problems for Memphis, who has, uh, put it nicely, they've had some issues with turnovers so far this season. All right. RC- that, that, game might, that game might end like 35 to 33. <laughs> yeah, that, that ain't going to be a pretty one. Um, mm-hmm. Can – is is Zaga? Are they getting to the the second weekend? Are they getting past the Sweet Sixteen? Like, what do you what do you? Who is the most likely team to be able to pick them off? Go ahead, RC. I, you can say no. I one. would say I, I don't see it, but if I had to pick one, I'm going to say Arkansas. I think Arkansas will give them the most trouble. Uh, you know, they were playing well. Obviously, they they lost in the in the SEC tournament, but 
I, I like them. I mean, I think they're playing well. Um, but again, I, I don't see anybody really challenging the Zags. I don't think they had a size really to challenge them. But I, if, if anyone upset them in that, I think it'll be the fourth seed. I think it'll be Arkansas. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope we get it because I think that both Vermont and New Mexico State are really, really tough in majors. Stop it. You're just cheering for UConn to get there. No, thinking no, UConn no, was going to get him. <laughs> I don't think UConn will have a t- I think UConn will win that game. Like, I, I'm pretty comfortable with that one. That's not an upset I like a whole lot. New Mexico State? Why? Yeah. They don't shoot the ball very well. And Teddy Buckets, I mean, he can get buckets, but he can also have 10 points and go two for 15. So it's always up I and like down with guy. him. They turn the ball over. It's just, it's, they're good, but then you have to have Adama Sanogo inside and Isaiah Whaley's athletic. You have Andre Jackson, who's super athletic, might be the most athletic player in college basketball. It's just going to be a problem for New Mexico State. Mexico State's really good at rebounding. So is UConn. So I just think it's a bad matchup for New Mexico State. And I don't think it's going to be a super tight game. Yeah. I, one other thing I would add real quick about Vermont um, in, in that 4 13 game is that they have been one of the hottest teams in the country. They won every game. We talked about this last night, too. They won every game in their conference tournament by 30-plus. They beat UMBC in the title game of the American East by 40, and they've they've been as hot as anybody in college basketball. Let's go to the bottom half of that bracket here. Uh, We have Duke as the two-seed playing Cal State Fullerton with the Foster Lawyer Lawyer revenge game narrative of Michigan State-Davidson in the 7-10 and Texas Tech. Montana State in the 314 game, and Alabama will get the winner of Rutgers Notre Dame. I'm calling my shot right now here, RC. Rutgers is getting to the second round of the NCAA tournament. They're going to beat Notre Dame, then they're going to pick off Alabama. Hmm. LOD like there. I, I have them. I, like I have it. them getting past Texas Tech too. I, I got them. Ooh. I, I, yeah. No. I like That's Rutgers, well. and I I have questions about <laughs> Texas Tech. I have questions about Texas Tech. Bryson Williams is good. But can a team with Bryson Williams as your best player really make that deep of a run? I mean, can they really get to the Sweet 16 with Bryson Williams being your guy? I think they need TJ Shannon the only, to figure the it only out. Thing, yeah, the only thing I would say to that is, um, is is that Texas Tech, if they end up playing Rutgers, Rutgers and Texas Tech basically do the same thing. Yeah, I just, and, I but I, Texas Tech and Texas Tech do it better. But I trust Rutgers' scoring mm-hmm. options or go-to guys more than I trust Texas Tech's. Like, if you're telling me I have to pick two scores on the floor. I'm going Geo Baker and Ron Harper Jr. Get him, Shawnee P. Don't let him get away with anything, baby. Just keep coming at him with facts, Sean. I mean, I, I keep coming at him with facts, Sean. Great, I like not this. Great, not great point guard play for Tech. I could be wrong. Texas Tech fans already hate me, so I might as well just stick to it. You know what? To hell with all of what you said. I'm picking Texas Tech to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> so with with uh, with all me hyping you up, uh, Texas Tech's gonna win that game because they've got yeah. a bunch of dudes that are switchable across the board. And then what Rutgers does offensively, they take advantage of mismatches with Mulcahy and 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 guys like Ron Harper. They take advantage of mismatches. Where's the mismatch going to be against Rutgers? That's my concern uh, going forward for that game. Uh, if they even play each other, because Alabama might just decide to show up and make an elite eight run, which I doubt happens, but their guards are good enough to do that for a few games in a row. Right. Uh, no, I got Texas tech winning it. I got Davidson upsetting Michigan state and I got Davidson upsetting Duke stop. because as I hold my chapstick as I hold my chapstick, what is, <laughs> what does Davidson do differently than Virginia Tech? What do they do differently? It's very similar, guys. You know what the problem is? 
Davidson is doing it with guys that probably should be playing in the Patriot League, while Virginia Tech <laughs> is a bunch of ACC dudes on the roster. Like, look, Hunter Couture, he may he may not he may look like oh, look in Tio's eyes. He may look like Terrence Oglesby with a goatee, but that dude could play. Okay, dude, he Sorry. signed at Wofford. He signed at Wofford. They got three Wofford. That's Wofford North. <laughs> what are we talking about? We well, had three Wofford dudes, a Delaware dude, and some guy that was a buck. It was a buck fifty player, but on the lower side of that spectrum, like Wofford, like they are very similar in how they attack it. Like hey, Duke R- could very R- easily R- be a second round exit if, R- if, R- if I, the basketball tech- gods Stop. let it happen. Stop it. I need, you to te- I need you to text Mama Stop. Oglesby and tell her that T.O. needs to take a nap. Yeah, He's yeah, a little bit yeah. over tired, tired right now. He, she I, knows I can't best. see it. I'm going to be like, get, lay him down. He's tired. Look, yeah, that, that, that athleticism too much, too much is going to be a problem. That athleticism is yeah, I need Dagan. I need Dagan to clip this show. Yeah. Please. And then we're going to see RC, let me ask you this. Where where do you see Duke getting picked off then? I don't think they can get past Texas Tech. I have Texas Tech making it to the Elite Eight, and we get a rematch with Gonzaga for the right to go to the Final Four. Where do you see Duke uh, getting picked off, or do you? That's where I struggle with. My, I struggle with the Duke-Texas Tech matchup, but I, I just think Duke is, is going to get past them and then lose to the Zags to go to the Final Four. I think they'll get to the Elite Eight. Um with the farewell tour be over with then to go to the final four. But I, 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 I did struggle with the Texas tech Duke matchup, but, but no, they're beating Davison T.O. You can stop that, man. We, 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 we can stop, that. stop this right now. Hey, on a personal <laughs> note, RC, how happy are you going to be that this whole farewell tour is going to be over? Are you sick of it as an ESPN personality? <laughs> are you absolutely sick of this nonsense? I, I called it a movie. I thought it was a movie, like a, like a, like a mini series of movies going on. So. I think hey, Brady came out of retirement. Maybe Coach K comes out of retirement. Which <laughs> wouldn't shock me at all. Sean Paul, do not speak that into existence. Stop it right now. <laughs> we'll get Stop another. Right we'll get another tour next year too. So, all right, real quick before we move on to the South Region, I want you guys each to make your picks. Uh, who is in the Elite Eight, and who do you have going to the Final Four? Sean, you go first. I'm going. Uh, I'm going with Gonzaga facing Duke. In that region, I'm going to go with Gonzaga to go to the Final Four. I just think Duke's not going to get him twice. They just aren't. Duke's not – Duke's – like, T.O. said this yesterday on After Dark. Duke what, is, what happened to real quick, Sean? What happened to real quick? We sorry, sorry. Duke, we got to keep it Duke, moving. Duke's the T.O. same team they were in November. Gonzaga moves on. All right, T.O., go ahead. Uh, I got – so you guys are going to love this. Uh, I have uh, – are we going all all eight Elite Eights? Is that no, what we're doing? Just, 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 the, just the West region. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I'm, dude, I'm hearing double. You know how you see double? I'm hearing double right now. It's unbelievable. Just the West Region. I got Arkansas, Texas Tech. Get at me. Oh, Duke's like and Zags. Dude, I, I have the Zags beating Texas Tech. Who do you have coming out then, T.O.? I got Texas Tech coming out and in New Orleans. Oh, interesting. Hey, I'll tell you this much. If that happens, uh, it is going to be a lot of fun. Those fans mm. in Lubbock are out of their minds. All right, let's head to the South region. Uh, I'm going to you first on this one, RC. We have Arizona as the one seed taking on the winner of Wright State Bryant, uh, which means we could get Kirk Creasa against Peter Kiss if uh, certain things break the right way, which would be probably the two biggest trash talkers going up against each other. I know those are your kind of guys, RC. We all know that. Uh, then we have Seton Hall TCU in the 8-9 game. Houston, UAB, and Illinois, Chattanooga. Both of those are really interesting uh, potential upsets. So yes. uh, let's let's start with that, RC. Do you see either of those teams getting uh, pulling off the upset? The Field of 68 Selection Sunday extravaganza will return in just a minute. While we wait, let me tell you guys about our partners over at BracketFanatics.com, the single best website on the internet 
for you to use to host an NCAA tournament pool for you, for your friends, for your coworkers, and for anyone else that is willing to dive headlong into the madness with you. Why? Well, Bracket Fanatics provides a bracket experience unlike any other. How? Bracket Fanatics is similar to Yahoo and ESPN in the sense that you can invite friends, make picks, and watch those picks go up in flames as the tournament moves along. But what sets Bracket Fanatics apart from the field is that they eliminate the single hardest part of running a pool, the payouts. Everyone that joins your pool must pay an entry fee on the site. Once the tournament ends, Bracket Fanatics will handle the payouts for you based on whatever parameters it is that you set you don't have to worry about chasing down someone like a jeff goodman who loves to try and avoid paying his buy-in whether it's fantasy football whether it's ncaa tournaments whatever it is jeff will try to duck out bracket fanatics eliminates that problem and you can also make side bets all tournament long who doesn't love a good side bet your bracket may be busted but i promise you you can make it all back once john fan's ego starts to get a little bit too big for his britches after he has a great first day of the tournament so head on over to bracketfanatics.com join the field of 68's bracket group the link is in the description below or use the code field once you sign up it is free to enter and it's free to host your own pool so sign up today i don't know why you wouldn't and while i got you here let's talk a little bit about bet rivers sportsbook if you haven't signed up yet bet rivers is the place to go it is the middle of march madness the single greatest week in the history of weeks to bet on sports bet rivers is offering a 250 dollars match bonus for your first deposit but what sets bet rivers apart from all those other books is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money with their new rush pay instant approval withdrawing your winnings is safer it's more secure and it is more reliable i know i use them bet rivers is also running promotion all week long where you can earn as much as ten thousand dollars in bonus prize money here is how it works there are 10 tasks that you need to complete throughout the tournament for the first weekend three to second weekend and three on final four weekend to complete a task all you need to do is place a 25 dollar wager or 25 dollars or more on various ncaa tournament bet types for example in the first weekend these are the four things that you need to do place a bet of 25 dollars or more on a 12 seat to upset a five seat a five leg parlay a future on any team to win the NCAA tournament and win just one single bet on a first-round game to advance to the second weekend. Easy enough, right? So with the NCAA tournament kicking off in just three days, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now... Let's get back to that Selection Sunday extravaganza. You know I love Chattanooga. I think they're going to give Illinois all they got. I, I think it'll be – that's going to come down to the wire. I'm, I'm going to go – because of Frazier and the guys, I'm going to go with Illinois, but I, I'm, I'm close. The only thing that concerns me about Chattanooga is that this, their style of play, they post on smaller guards and take advantage of that. They'll get a chance to that, but I like the matchup that they can use – you know, Illinois can use to kind of offset that. So I'm going to go with Illinois in a, in a late one. You like UAB over Houston? That's a tough no, one. No, that's a tough one. No. But I, I just think Houston, I don't, I don't see Houston losing in the first round. Yeah. I just don't. Sean, I like UAB. Sean, no. Sean, I'm going to you on this one, man. Mid-major maestro. 
pick one for me. Give me one. I'm going to go Chattanooga over Illinois. Like, I, I think UAB can beat Houston, but this game reminds me of the Winthrop Villanova game from last year because Colin Gillespie's hurt and Villanova's always good. Jay Wright's one of the best coaches in the country. Everybody went with Winthrop, it seemed like, including myself. I was wrong. And uh, it seems like that's going to be the case this year going UAB over Houston. And Kelvin Sampson's one of the best coaches in the country. And Houston's pretty banged up. So I've thought about this one a lot. I think Houston goes through. Then I think Chattanooga beats Illinois. They have three guys they could throw at Kofi Coburn, probably get in foul trouble with DeSosa, Ianni, and Diggs. But Malachi Smith, I mean, he's a high major guard. He's really good. And I think they're going to be able to pull off a close upset. Guys, before we move on, I want to play a game. I'm going to name somebody on a mid-major team, and we're going to see if, if Sean Paul knows who he plays for, okay? You ready? Oh, okay. Xavier Bishop. Oh, Montana State. There you go. Look at that. Easily. That no, one's easy. No, Come on. No hesitation. No hesitation. <laughs> I'm, going to keep, I'm going to keep dropping these in throughout the night. Just so Small lefty fun. guard. He's good. Yeah, see, there you go. All right, T.O., what do you like out of this uh, this this little four-team pod here? Houston, UAB, Illinois, Chattanooga. I, I think I like the mocks. I like both of them. Give me both of them. UAB's got some guys who can really score it, and they've got size, too. Houston, they, what, do they only have one quad one win or something like that? They haven't really got played any guys. Yeah, and they got it today. So here's my thing with Houston. You're missing your best two players uh, for the rest of the year. You've played in an American conference that isn't great. And UAB has got dudes. They've got dudes, and Andy Kennedy lets those dudes go. RC, you know that uh, as well as anybody. Like those, he gets guys down there at that level that probably don't belong at that level. So I got UAB and Chattanooga both winning. The reason I got Chattanooga winning is because I think from a size perspective, defensively, they can keep up. Uh, Kofi Coburn and Silvio De Sosa. That's going to be a matchup to watch. It's basically going to be which one gets in foul trouble first. And then here's the thing about Chattanooga, too. They've got guys behind them that, even though they're not as big as Silvio de Sosa, they're still pretty big dudes with Ieni and, and uh, Diggs. I mean, they can throw serious size at you in waves. And I really like this Chattanooga team. So give me Chattanooga against UAB. And then I think Chattanooga get, gets to the Sweet 16. Stop yeah, I, it, man. That, that's what I'm I have not stopping to. it. I, won't, I, I, refuse, I, refu I refuse yeah. to stop it. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. I like Chattanooga. Hey, just be happy that Princeton's not in because we'd be having a whole different conversation oh, about mid-major if Princeton was, got here in. Here we go. Here I have them winning the NIT probably. I don't know what the bracket looks like. We'll see. Rob, <laughs> Rob, you can't leave me on an island like this. Please tell me you don't have Chattanooga going to Sweet 16. I, I, I got to stop I, the madness I, at some point. I do not have I'm them a going to the Sweet 16, but I think that they could – I think here, – but here, here's the problem. Here's the problem, Marcy. I have Chattanooga winning that game because of what you said. Because of what you told me, you were like, "Yeah, they, these dudes are good. They got great guards. They got big guys inside." I, I so I, I'm I feel like I'm on an island here. I'm I'm trying to back. I'm like, look, RC RC called the Virginia Tech one of the ACC tournament, right? So he knows what he's talking about. And now you're not going. You're not going. Chat okay, okay, that's no, 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 no. I, I'm 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 concerned about it. I, they throw bodies, but I don't think they. I'm concerned more about them on the offensive end. They're going to guard their ass off. But I'm yep. just more worried about them scoring. And I didn't see – watching them throughout their whole tournament, I'm concerned about their ability to make threes. That's yeah. going to be a – and will they be a little noise because it's going to boil down to a half-court game. Yeah. Uh, our, our producer, Dagan Hughes, is very upset that I did not uh, acknowledge it. He also called 
the upset of, of uh, Virginia he Tech did. winning the ACC you did. tournament. So he did. Shout out yeah, to but Dagan, but Dagan also has Seton Hall going to the Elite Eight. So like, <laughs> yeah. how much does his hold on, hold on, really hold matter? on, hold and, on. And for the record, his name is now Diesel. I'm, I'm jumping in here. Hold the, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> I do not. I do not have Seton Hall going to the Elite Eight. Let's back it up. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's go to the top of that bracket. Arizona, with or without Kirk Creasy, is there anywhere that they get picked off before the Sweet Sixteen? Do you guys think? I don't. I can't see. I can't see Seton Hall. I can't see TCU. I just don't think that they have quite the level of talent. The only thing I will say, and I'm curious, all you guys, real quick on this: Seton Hall linked athleticism, the ability to switch, might be able to cause them some problems defensively. Although I don't know if they can score enough uh, to be able to keep Arizona out of transition. Bryce Aiken just means too much to that team from an offensive perspective. They're all the same guy at. Uh, at Seton Hall, and that concerns me. The, but here's the thing. Arizona's built very similar. They're just Seton Hall on steroids. And I'm not saying Seton Hall is not good. I'm not saying they can't win that first game. I actually have TCU winning that first game. But uh, I think if they did get to that second round, I think it would be tough for them to really compete. Now, they do have size. They do have all that. But there's not really a burst of speed offensively. That's where they've been struggling without Bryce Aiken, who just – decided not to play this year or if he did decide to play it's been a long time since he hasn't played yeah, so he's, he's been dealing with a, a concussion that's kept him up for a while right? um, oh okay. yeah what, what I'll, I'll just add one more thing at the top of the bracket the only team that i could see picking off uh arizona until the elite eight would be illinois if they can get past chattanooga and whoever they would get in the second round of that uh of that region all right let's go to the bottom half of that bracket we have villanova and delaware in the 215 game the winner will advance to play ohio state who's been sliding or Loyola Chicago, who got a 10 seed, which I think was a little bit surprising to me. Um, they must've gone after the metrics on that one to uh, Then the three seed is Tennessee. They take on Longwood. Great story, not necessarily a great team in the first round. And the winner will advance to play Colorado state or Michigan guys. Give me a reason. Give, give me a reason. Anyone why we won't see Villanova Tennessee in the sweet 16, because we're from where I'm sitting. I think that's what it's going to end up being. Anyone, go ahead, Tio. You go first. You seem to be opinionated. Here's here's the, the only the here's the only days. here's the only issue right now that I could possibly see is uh, Longwood has some big strong guards that could give Tennessee small guards some problems, and those guys play hard. Now they are undersized. I think they've done a tremendous job there. It's just Tennessee's playing so well right now, and defensively they're popping all over the floor. If if Josiah Jordan James can get you some points, like that Tennessee team is viable. Like they are a tough team moving forward. Uh, uh, Colorado State, I could see that also being an issue. I have them beating Michigan. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I still don't see why Michigan's a tournament team, but but we can just continue. I understand. I would have had them last four in. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, but I feel like there's other people just as deserving or more so. Um, yeah, right, I mean, real, real quick, real quick, round number two. Sean, Deshaun Wade. Uh, that's a uh, Longwood. <laughs> yep. You're giving right. him all West Coast guys. Throwing him, what are we? What are we doing? We're throwing him soft. Is Longwood on the West Coast? Longwood is not on the West Coast. Longwood's no. in Virginia. T. I thought you said Long T. Beach. I'm an idiot, yeah. dude. I haven't slept. Let me he live. Needs a, he needs a nap. All right, <laughs> RC, RC. Do you see Tennessee or Villanova getting picked off anywhere in the first two weekends? No, I think no. I got them both going through. I, I think that that's the easiest bracket for me. I think it'll be Arizona, Illinois. I think Tennessee and Nova. Yeah, if if it is those sense. if it is those four. 
in uh, where's that going to be? That's going to be San Antonio, right? That'll be, that'll be, I think that might be the best region to be at in terms of the quality of the games that you would see. Yes. If you get those four uh, down there, Sean. All right. We got Arizona. Let's just assume it's Arizona, Illinois, uh, Villanova, uh, Villanova, Tennessee. Who do you see coming out of the South? I have Arizona Villanova. And I just think that Arizona's athleticism and size will be too much for Villanova. T.O.? I got Tennessee beating Villanova because I think Tennessee is just as tough. That, that is a tough squad. RC talked about how tough they were whenever they had to scout them and how they open the tip and just chuck you. Uh, Tennessee has a lot of that same DNA as far as physicality around the perimeter in the post. I think Tennessee could beat Villanova. And I have Arizona and Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Same. Same for the same reasons. Who, who do yeah. you guys have, have coming out of the region? Arizona. Arizona. Arizona Final Four. T.O.? Tennessee's already beat him. Huh? T.O.'s got Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, about a home game. On though. like 20 calls in a home game. We all watched that game. That was that was short <laughs> of highway <laughs> robbery. Real, that real was quick, the biggest stick em up game of the year. T.O., what state were you born in? Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sean, who do you have in the Final Four out of here? Uh, Arizona. Okay. I looks like I'm going to be on an island here. I have Villanova getting to the Final Four. For one reason and one reason only. Colin uh, Gillespie. Well, Colin Gillespie and their ability to invert their offense and post guards. And I just think that's going to be a nightmare for uh, for Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler to deal with. When you have Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore posting you up, that is a very, very difficult matchup for them, especially because they could pull the big guys away from the basket with the the, the way that they could shoot. Uh, and then Arizona, look, I love Kirk Creasa. Kirk Creasa trying to guard Colin Gillespie in the post is a mismatch. It's like, uh, it's like Sean Paul trying to guard T.O. right now. So, well, maybe not right now. Maybe uh, Theo would get buckets on me. No question about it. No question. No question. I don't know the height discrepancy because I've never seen Sean Paul in person, but he can get. You don't want to know. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move to these buckets. Don't discriminate. I don't care what height you are. You get these buckets. (laughs) All right, let's 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 move to the Midwest. We have Kansas as the one seed uh, who will probably beat either Texas Southern or Texas A&M Corpus Christi to advance to play the winner of San Diego State and Creighton. Uh, then we have Iowa, Sean's team of destiny, taking on Richmond in the first round, and Providence, South Dakota, which, guys, might be my favorite us- upset pick uh, of the bracket. Sean, talk, talk me through those that 5-12, uh, 4-13 um, pod. Who, can you see Richmond getting past Iowa? Is there any way I can talk you out of Iowa getting to the Final Four? Like, what do you, what do you have doing right now? I don't know if you can talk me out of it. Maybe you could. Like, I still like Kansas, but I can't see Richmond beating Iowa. I mean, Richmond's not overly athletic, and we saw today they took some really bad threes. Like, they're not a good three-point shooting team. And against a team like Iowa with Keegan Murray and Chris Murray, some of the athletes they have that – I I mean, Iowa was not very athletic last year. They're really athletic this year. Tony Perkins, too. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey's athletic. So, you have a lot of different guys with size. I think that'll be a problem for Richmond. And then Providence, South Dakota State, I think Providence wins. I think South Dakota State's going to have a big problem defending Nate Watson inside. Douglas Wilson's more of an athletic six-foot-seven big man. Watson's going to be able to get whatever he wants. It just comes down to getting him the ball. And Baylor Shireman, six-foot-six point guard, he's an NBA player, but he hasn't seen guys like Justin Minaya defend him. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. T.O., what do you like in that region? Man, it's, it's tough, but you know who I, I think could make a run of it is Miami. If you look down at the bottom of that bracket, they got USC. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what is this? What, what, what's, what's the laughs about? What, what, what are the? No, I'm not so, laughing. I'm agreeing. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm looking at Rob. Rob, wait, Rob's wait, about to. Wait, yeah, come on. Archie Miller made the same pick, and Sean Miller was 
just completely dismiss him the way that a big brother would dismiss a little brother. And, and I'm just sitting there like, well, if T.O. and Archie say, who knows? But go ahead. I'm sorry. He's already started hating on ACC teams for some particular reason that we're not going to talk about on this show. So let's go ahead and talk about that. Let's. Uh, but I think you move forward. I think they beat USC. And then you have really good guards at Miami against subpar guards at Auburn. Uh, it's a guards game. I think they could beat Auburn. And then I have actually Miami getting all the way to the Elite Eight and playing Kansas. Ah, Ben, stop it. Stop this, man. What we got to stop doing? this right now, man. Dude, my back. Hey, 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 get my, hey. Get my guy, T.O., a pillow. Hey, look. Put him to bed, man. My bracket is an absolute disaster, okay? <laughs> I, and I'm willing to acknowledge as much. But here's the thing. I can see why. Like, like I can pick it apart in my mind why all these teams could beat all these teams. Like, there's a legitimate case to be made why Miami could beat USC. Great guard play, and they can pull out Isaiah Mobley. Then you move ahead. Then you move up to Auburn. Guard play has been a huge issue for Auburn. What is Miami's strength? Guard play, and they have enough size inside to at least compete. Not not win that battle, but they could compete there. Wisconsin, you can see if you can slow them down and hold uh, Johnny Davis in check a little bit. Miami could hypothetically win that game. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I haven't picked. It's, it's a disaster. I've never had to pick these things and then turn around and have to defend every freaking pick. And I feel attacked. I feel like I've been put in the middle of the circle. I'm in an intervention right now, and my emotions all, are all over the place. RC, <laughs> can you please bring some sense to the show? We, we, we need someone to talk some sense let's, to let's, the show. All right, let's go back. I will say this. Every year, I've been listening to everyone, and we've been talking about everybody's gone with the five seed. We always get a five seed, 12 seed upset. And I think it's going to happen. I think Richmond's going to get Iowa. I, I, I think that's the one. I My bracket the one concern, So the, now, so the now one, you're acting one. up. Now you're acting up. No, 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 up. no, no. no, no. Let me, let me, Are we let sitting let here? Richmond okay, was like okay, the sixth. Let me, let me, Richmond was sixth in the A-10. They're, the old, they're probably the oldest team in the, in, in the tournament right now. Honestly, they may be the oldest team in the tournament. The other thing I'll say about them is, for when they're always hard to guard. You hate playing those guys. What's the one argument we have against Iowa? It's guarding, right? You can't let these guys run around and run all their Princeton actions and all this other stuff and just score. I, I, I just think that's the prime one for what I've said. Iowa wins the Big Ten. You celebrate and you happy. Yeah, we did it. We did it. And then you come out the gate flat going home from the tournament. I think they get I them. I, 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 don't, I don't know how they stop Keegan Murray. I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how they do it. Just I, I, they, they won't. Yeah, and you know what? It might end up being something where they, they uh, Iowa ends up losing ninety-five to eighty-five. That's something that could absolutely, <laughs> that's something that could absolutely happen there. Um, there's going to be a lot of points in that region. There's going to be a lot yes. of points in that region because we do know that uh, South Dakota State is going to be able to score. For the record, they are the best three-point shooting team in all of college basketball. They shot it at forty-four point two percent throughout the entire season. They didn't really play any defense. Uh, to would fit perfect on that roster. You really should have been a Summit League player. <laughs> you would. You're 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 a jack you're 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 a jackrabbit at heart. Uh, all right, so Kansas <laughs> can can San Diego State or Creighton get them? RC, what do you think? No, I think now with Frank Martin back, adding another playmaker to him, he's back in the rotation. Remy Remy, Remy Martin. I'm mean, Remy Martin. I'm sorry, I said Frank Martin. You know, Remy Martin. <laughs> Hey, uh, Frank Martin. He got his Frank Martin can D up though. Yeah, Frank yeah, Martin yeah, yeah. Up. He got five he's fouls. He knocked D. you in your ass. Now he's gonna There's knock no you in your ass. But yeah, I, I think Remy gives them an added the bonus that they just you know they hadn't had all year. I, I think now they're gonna make a final four run with him back in the rotation. Uh, Sean, 
I think that San Diego State should have a pretty easy time of it with Creighton. I love Creighton. I just think the way that San Diego State can defend and the fact that Creighton doesn't have a point guard is a problem for them, but I just cannot see San Diego State getting past Kansas. Am I crazy? No, San Diego State doesn't have enough offense. I mean, even if Matt Bradley goes off for 40, who, who else is going to score 15? That's been the problem for them all year. They defend. Bradley can score. Nobody else can score. I think Kansas gets by easy. All right, so Kansas to the Sweet 16. I think we all have that. Is there? Do you see Iowa or Providence being able to pick them off? I just, I can't. I, I think, I think Kansas has a pretty easy path to the Elite Eight. I have Iowa in the Final Four. So <laughs> there you go. All right. So wow. Do you really? Yeah. All the way in. Here, but here, here's the thing. We know Sean actually does the work. That's why you don't hear a stop it when he comes with these crazy takes. Too. I mean, I'm okay, totally, so, pre- so hold I'm on. totally hey, prepared hold for them to lose to Richmond, too. Like. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just one of his brackets. He got another one where they probably got <laughs> the first round. <laughs> Sean Paul did set the record for brackets. He did 72 brackets just so he could claim every team, which is kind of what Doster did at the beginning. So he's learning from his boss. Do you remember what, at the beginning of the year in Champions Classic, Doster picked every team that was in the Champions Classic to win? That actually happened. That's what Sean – Shawnee P, I appreciate you learning from, from guys that are a little bit older than you. Uh, I like that. I like your approach. All right, so we have so, – so Kansas or Iowa to the Elite Eight. Let's go to the bottom half of that bracket and just roll through it real quick. Uh, Auburn – not Miami, USC, Wisconsin, LSU, Iowa State. What, talk me through what, how you see that playing out, Sean. I mean, I, I'm kind of with T.O. a little bit on Miami. I'm not high on Auburn. It's because of the guard play. I mean, Katie Johnson's inconsistent. Wendell Green, he made like five threes in the final two minutes against Texas A&M, but before that he went 0 for 5. Like, he's either going to drop 30 or he's going to go 1 for 15. Like, he's been so inconsistent. I see Miami getting past them and heading to the Sweet 16, and I see Wisconsin uh, beating Miami there. But, yeah, I mean, Iowa State, LSU, that's probably like my least – the game I'm like least excited for in the tournament. I mean, that just doesn't do much for me. RC, can can – can, can we? Can you bring some some sanity? I don't to this? know. I'm about to go got, drink. I'm about to literally go upstairs and start drinking with some of this. I, this. I, I got Auburn really? in the final four. I have Auburn in the final four. And my bracket is probably going to be bad. You're allowed yeah. to be wrong on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've been wrong all year. <laughs> We've been wrong before, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's not against, it's I, not against I, the rules I, for Dawson. Right, right, We'd have right. been out of business a long time. Ago. <laughs> Sorry, I got go Auburn, fellas. I think they're going to get it. I I, I don't trust – I think the size inside with their better players, Kessler and, and, and Jabari Smith, is, they have no answer for those guys. And, and I do think ultimately the guard play for Auburn will catch up, but not that early. Yeah, I, I just – I think that they have enough to get past those first two teams. Right. And I don't trust Wisconsin to be able – I think that Wisconsin um, is, is basically a one-man show, and I think that there's enough athletic wings – that will be able to give Johnny Davis problems, whether it's Alan Flanagan or Devin Cambridge or Jalen Williams. So I think Auburn gets to the elite eight. And then that they just strike me as the kind of team, like Wendell Green's going to show up at some point in his tournament yes. when they need him at, at some point, uh, or otherwise I'm going to look like an idiot, but yeah, I got Auburn in the final four. All right. Uh, let's go before we got to go off to, uh, to the East region real quick, RC, give me your elite eight and your final four pick out of this region. My elite eight would be, Mm, I got Kansas Providence. No, no, no. I got Kansas, Kansas Providence, <laughs> Wisconsin, Auburn. That's your Sweet Sixteen, Coach. Give me your, uh, give me your. Lead. Oh no, I'm sorry. I got Kansas and Auburn. All right, and then you have 
who's going to Tennessee and Zona. I got Kansas so, going Final Four, man. Kansas is going. Kansas is going to be their Auburn and the Elite Eight to go to Final Four. All right, T.O., give me your Elite Eight and Final Four. Uh, I got – hey, can, can I say one thing? Because you skipped me earlier in this part. I think the LSU-Wisconsin one could be fun to watch because of Tari Eason versus Johnny Davis. That could be a fun fun game, just that from a matchup perspective. But uh, Elite Eight uh, from the Midwest, I have Kansas and Miami. And then um, – what are, am I doing all the Final Four now? No, just just this region's oh. Elite Eight. <laughs> it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, just this region's Elite Eight. Yeah, so Kansas-Miami. It's my, and you have Kansas getting to the final four. Yeah. Okay. Sean, what do you have? I have Iowa, Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't feel great about it, but I'll go with Iowa to the final four. Oh my gosh. Look at this. All right. I have, uh, I have Auburn knocking off Kansas. Let's move to the East. We have Baylor as the one seed taking on Norfolk state. Uh, we have North Carolina and Marquette in what might be the most interesting eight, nine game that we have. We call that the Dawson Garcia revenge game, folks. <laughs> Uh, St. Mary's will play the winner of Wyoming and Indiana. We have UCLA taking on Akron. Uh, the bottom half of that bracket, Kentucky, St. Peter's, Murray State, San Francisco is the 7-10 game. We have Purdue and Yale in the 3-14 matchup. And then Texas Tech and, I'm sorry, Texas and the Virginia Tech Hokies. Guys, I teased this a little bit earlier. I have Virginia Tech in the Sweet 16. I have Kentucky and Virginia Tech playing for the right to get to the Elite Eight. R.C., you're the uh, you're the Virginia Tech whisperer. Am I crazy here? I'm with you. I got I got Virginia Tech losing to Kentucky in the Sweet 16. I think they're gonna get Purdue, and I think they're gonna get Texas to start. Obviously. Okay, so why? Talk me through why. I, for one, I think people have under, this is a team that was preseason pick. You know, T.O. We talked about this way back in the preview of the ACC. This team was picked second, so it, the way they're playing now was what we thought we were gonna see early on in the year. I mean, Kivi Aloma is, was a preseason player of the year candidate. You know, Justin Mutz is playing great. Their guard play has gotten better. You know, one of the biggest surprises with them is Storm Murphy has gotten. We thought he was out he's over the start of the year. And, he, yeah, the game has slowed down for him. He, he, his play is the reason they're gone. The other thing is they're bench guys. Goosen and, and, and Maddox and, and Pudella have, um, have just come on. and get, Early in the year, when I watched those guys, they didn't even play. They played five guys, six guys. That was it. Now they're going eight, nine deep, which allowed them to get their run. Not only did they go that deep, they're playing well doing so. So I, I like the group. I think the, uh, Kentucky's athleticism will catch up with them in the end, their size and athleticism. But I, I, I can very well see them beating Purdue. And, and right, definitely, T. O. I got them getting Texas. T.O., before you go, real quick, uh, Sean, Jalen Hawkins. Oh, that's Norfolk State. <laughs> and I confused him with Jordan Hawkins like 90 times in the preseason writing previews and UConn fans got on me for, for writing the wrong name. Uh, I love that. You know that he's Sean uh, Langley. Oh, that's UNCG. Okay. See? Well done. Kobe Langley too. Hey, yeah, there you go. Twin. All right. T.O. Uh, Virginia tech to the sweet 16. Why do you, can they get past Purdue? Um, talk to me about the bottom half of the East. Here's what worries me about that whole thing, guys, is the fact that we've all picked Virginia Tech. So I, I feel like I have to go and switch it to Purdue because that's just what's going to happen. Like, I, I, for all the same reasons, for all the so, same reasons that you guys have said, Virginia Tech, their, their bench is playing great. Storm Murphy, uh, they are who we thought they were. They are that good. It's just taken them a long time to figure it out. Those guards, man. They, the Storm Murphy is undersized, but he plays with such great pace now. It took him a second. 
And Mike Young had to figure out some ways to kind of open him up a little bit to where he could get rid of it early, come back and get it, and then he could be a little bit more calm as opposed to just having it in his hands the whole time like they did Beatty last year. Those guys, uh, Virginia Tech, they're playing so well right now. I just I have a little bit of apprehension moving forward because of that, well, we won it, now what kind of situation yeah. going on, right? The only thing I would say to that is I, I do think that that Mike will have him ready to play, and it's their ability to, to pull people out on the perimeter. The fact that Kevy Aluma can play out on the perimeter creates all kind of matchup problems for what uh, what Purdue wants to do. And Purdue, we know, can't guard backcourt players. Storm Murphy might be able to run circles around some of those guys. Uh, Sean, I think that this region, we're going to see the most upsets uh, of, of any region. I think that uh, Indiana, I see them getting past Wyoming, and I think that they could take down uh, St. Mary's. I think that the winner of North Carolina, Marquette, who I have is uh, as North Carolina, can beat Baylor in the second round there. Baylor is just – they're so banged up. I know they're playing in Fort Worth, but they're so banged up. I got Virginia Tech winning. Um, I think Kentucky – I think they have a pretty easy path to get to the Final Four, all things considered. Uh, am I crazy? No, that, that's what I have it, too. I think Kentucky will do a do a good job. I mean, Ty Ty's going to get it going. Kellen Grady's not going to shoot one for seven from three every game, and obviously Sheboy's having a great season. Uh, the question for me, the, the game I'm really interested in is St. Mary's against UCLA because you have Johnny Juzang, who's back. You have Jaime Hawkins, who's starting to figure it out against Randy Bennett, who can really slow the other team down. I'm curious to see how that one would go because the St. Mary's just always tough to play. But I think one of those two teams could kind of compete with Kentucky, but I think Kentucky's going to have a fairly easy road. I'm with you, though. North Carolina beats Baylor. That's two. RC, I think Marquette gets UNC. I, I, I think – <clears throat> we you saw that Wake Forest hate popped out of his. No, 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 no. Right let, let me say, this, and I'm gonna say, <laughs> it was hard for me not to do it too because I really wanted to do it too. It, it was really hard for me not to do it. But too. this is what I'll say: we, we, I think we give we over we, we're overplaying this. The win against Duke, they won it, they earned it. It's a big rivalry game. They got up for it. You take that game back off the schedule. What what change? What, that changes your whole interpretation of North Carolina. I mean, what if they? If you take that one robbery game away, they got up for it. They played great. They were the better team that day. I was expecting them to 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 prove that. Going a little run in the tournament, they got punched in the mouth by Virginia Tech. I don't I don't see it. I, I just think that's it. I think they've gone as far as they're going to guard. They go. I'm, they don't guard as well as I like for them to. I think the toughness of Marquette will wear them down. I think Marquette's going to out tough them, and I think they're going to get it done. I mean. Armando Baycott's going to be great, but I, I think that the eight, nine game there, I think Marquette's going to get him. Yeah, fair enough. All right. I do want to ask you guys about UCLA because they are coming off of the final four from last season. They are a four seed. It feels like they've never really gotten it going so far this year, but this is the tournament. This is when Johnny Juzang decides to show up and average 29 a game. Jaime Hawkins, uh, Jules Bernard, T.O., what do you think of this UCLA team? Do they have a chance to get back to the final four? I got them losing in the second round because like we've said the whole time, they, they rely on so many tough twos and as much uh, stuff as that team's gone through this year, they're still talented enough to do it. But I think they just uh, caught lightning in a bottle last year. Whenever they made it all the way down, they were defending at a high level and they were hitting everything. They were hitting all these tough mid range jump shots. Uh, are you going to be able to beat uh, you know, Indiana? I have Indiana uh, playing and winning that game. Uh, in the second round. Oh, interesting. So you have Indiana in the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. Sean, what about you? 
Yeah, I mean, I think UCLA is good, but I can't see them getting past Kentucky. I have them beating St. Mary's. I have St. Mary's getting past either Indiana or Wyoming. I have St. Mary's UCLA, and then I have uh, UCLA eventually losing to Kentucky there. All right, so let's talk about the the Elite Eight in this region. Um, I have Kentucky beating UCLA to get to the Final Four. Sean, what do you have? Yeah, that's what I have. I have Kentucky beating UCLA. I mean, Kentucky's good. Yep. T.O.? I got North Carolina and Kentucky, despite uh, oh my God. Uh, Randolph Childress's <laughs> hatred for, for, for the Tar Heels, his natural born hatred. He, get, he, get, he gets one, he gets one big time, he gets one big time crossover, and then it gets, gets against North Carolina, and he's still hanging on to it because Dean Smith said something bad about his family. And then the next thing you know, it's like he's just holding on to this resentment for so long. No, I, I think Carolina because I think they can beat Baylor because Baylor's so banged up. The guards can give him some problems. Uh, I every point that uh, Randolph made about Marquette, that's a tough team. That's a tough bunch. That's the kind of team that Carolina's had trouble with this year. They could certainly beat them. But, uh, you know, if Carolina gets past Baylor, uh, I still think they could beat UCLA or St. Mary's or Indiana. I think Carolina could beat those. Armando Baycott's really good. He's really good. And I've talked, you know, down on Carolina at times this year, but they still have players and they are playing much better as of late. So uh, give me Carolina. RC? The only, the only, the only game that concerns me is the Baylor UCLA in the Sweet Sixteen. That's the only game that I'm kind of like, you know, it, it, LJ Cry done for the year. I, I don't know. They've been banged up all year, and we're still talking about a 26 and 16. So they played through the injuries, and they know how to win. They're gonna guard their ass off. We know that. So I, I think it'll be Kentucky, and that that'll be a close UCLA Baylor game. I'm gonna go with Baylor. So you have Kentucky beating Baylor to get to the Final Four? Yeah, Kentucky beating Baylor going to the Final Four. All right, let's got, make our – I got Kentucky our, beating Carolina. Did I say that? I already forgot. Yeah, we ignored yeah, you when you said it the first two times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, go through, let's go through our Final Four picks. Um, I have Gonzaga and Kentucky. I have Villanova and Auburn. And I have Kentucky beating Villanova in the Battle of the Wildcats in the national title game. So I have uh, John Calipari cutting down the nets. Sean, what do you have? Yeah, I have Gonzaga, Kentucky, and then Arizona, Iowa. I'm going with Gonzaga to finally get there and finally win this one. Third time's a charm. They're going to get it this year. RC? I got the Zags over Arizona in the finals. Zags over Arizona and T.O. My, my bracket is drunk. Uh, I'm, that's, I got uh, Kentucky over Kansas. I and like the, it. You're with me. Kentucky won yeah. the national title. Let's go. Go Cats. Go Big Blue. Let's do it. RC. Oh, we already went to you, right? I, yeah, you. I got the Zags. Zags. All right. All right. Last thing we're going to wrap up with here before uh, before we jump off and we send it over to the three-man weave guys. Uh, Sean, Simeon Fryer. Oh, come on. Texas a and Corpus Christi. That, that's an easy one. <laughs> come on. All right. I'm, I'm going to try to get you with one here, all right? <laughs> give, me, give me one second. Okay. Uh, Justin Hopkins, Texas Southern. Man, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, hold on. What? Uh, we're gonna do two more. All right, and then we're gonna we're gonna see what happens from here. Um, Luis Hurtado. Uh, that is uh, Brian. I almost said UAB because he started at UAB, but it's Brian. All right, last one we're going with. Um, you even Andy... knew where he's transferring from. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> 
Andy Neff. I don't know who that is. Yeah, good. I picked a walk on. It's a walk. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, say, <laughs> <laughs> say I've never heard that name in my life. So I'm like, <laughs> if you got that one, then I was just going to have to turn over to. Who does he play for? Uh, right state. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So now you now you know. Next time you get asked in this, but listen, yeah. this this has been the field of sixty eight after darks uh, selection show extravaganza coming up next we have the guys from the three man weave at 10 o'clock we have john fanta he will be on with steve prome ashton gibbs and kevin sweeney and coming up at 11 we have all facts media we have heat check college basketball and we have sleepers media it's going to be great we're here for another three hours tonight make sure you go to bracketfanatics.com sign up use the code field you can join our bracket we're going to be giving away 500 dollars to a winner and we're going to be allowing you if you join the bracket in new orleans to come down and hang out with us while we do live shows there for sean paul the mid-major maestro for terrence oglesby the rifleman and for randolph childress the legend my name is rob dosser i don't have a nickname shout out to diesel hughes